this world is, it's getting more dangerous. There's no question about it in my mind. Um, what I did in the book as well, I'm, I'm actually going through all the various industries and sectors and also looking at government and all the various areas. If you look at the Future of Life Institute, they're very concerned about lethal autonomous weapons as well. Obviously, nuclear and all the other things as well, or biological warfare. Um, all of these kind of things could be empowered by smart technology. Hey, it's Vinny. Welcome to Unlatched Mind. My guest today is Dr. Jacques Ludic. Uh, Jacques is a smart technology entrepreneur, an author, AI expert, uh, you know, uh, founder of several companies. Um, he was gracious enough to give me some of his time to discuss his new book, uh, Democratizing Artificial Intelligence to Benefit Everyone. Um, it, it's a man, it's, it's a deep one. It, it really is. I mean, it's he's really taking a look at smart technology, artificial intelligence, machine learning, deep learning, where it is today and, and where it's going. But more importantly, how it's really going to affect humanity and sort of, you know, we, we, we had this sort of dystopian discussion as to all the bad that could, that, that could potentially lie in the future with, with AI and human machine symbiosis and things like that. Um, but overall, he, he's, he's pretty optimistic. You'll, and you'll hear this in the conversation. Um, he's overall very optimistic. He's, you know, he's proposing what he's calling a massive transformative purpose for humanity. Um, which is a, it, it's an enormous, it's an enormously lofty, you know, goal. Um, it's got some pretty cool objectives and stuff, but, but again, it, it, it this one was a really hard one to really get, you know, to, to really break down some of the, some of the discussion points in an hour. We really needed more like 10 hours, but, but anyway, let's just jump in. I'll give you Dr. Jacques Ludic. Jacques, welcome to the show. Appreciate your time today. Uh, hey, before we jump in, uh, maybe just a quick backdrop background on yourself and who you are and, and what you do. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, thanks. I love your thinking here, um, and I love the the, the the context that you're going to provide that you've provided here. It's going to be super interesting. Cool. Um, just quickly on the background, um, I've I've as I've shared as well. You can see it on my LinkedIn, Darkloot.com as well. I'm a smart technology entrepreneur, so I've been in tech uh, pretty much my whole adult life. Well, even even when I was at high school, I did computer science, and I was kind of interested and in, got my first computer. Uh, when I was at high school and middle school almost. And um, it was fascinating just to to play with this and see what we can do. So I, I, I really went into computer science um, straight away. And that's been kind of my life has been pretty much focused on that. And for me, um, I, I, I did a PhD in AI, artificial intelligence. I discovered AI in the late 80s um, and I did my PhD in the early 90s. It was still winter period, very interesting time still. We're still exploring. It was still not that popular necessarily. Um, yeah. As a matter of fact, at that time, there was a lot of rules-based systems, and they talked about expert systems. And I think machine learning was just getting back into the mix of things, um, the neural network type of approaches. But that was the kind of approach that intrigued me from the start. So I, I, I really started zooming in on that. Although I, I was a researcher, a lecturer at Stellenbosch University um, for, well, before, I think after my PhD, about five years still doing this. Um, but my interest was in the whole spectrum. I was always looking at AI as a toolbox. It's a smart technology toolbox and you can use it for various things. Um, and the theory interested me. I was always, I loved mathematics and applied math and physics and those kind of things. But for me, it was always about the applications uh, where I, I just I think I just saw this incredible, powerful technology and tool that you can do so many things with. Um, and and I was kind of one foot academic and academia, one foot in business. And then uh, late 1990, I made the uh, uh, 1999, 89, I made the move. I need to say now I'm going to go into business. I, I want to apply. So and I point my students uh, in my first company, Ceasing Systems, and it was fun and games. It was, we immediately, we wrote a lot of the software ourselves uh, because it was not like open source during that time. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, as a matter of fact, when G acquired Ceasing Systems 14 years later in 2011, 
they did a due diligence and like 99% of the code was just proprietary. So it was not, we were not using any uh, open source libraries. It was like the, two, I think the 2010s onwards um, that exploded a lot more. Right, right. Um, but anyway, so, um, so I started as academics, become a smart technology entrepreneur and um, learned a lot about how to apply it. So you, you want to conquer the world. You just need to see how can I use this to improve business processes um, or how can I add, increase the revenue or productivity of a company, etc. So, and Season Systems really focused on more the industrial space. Um, that's why G acquired us uh, eventually. But um, I was always kind of looking at there's two worlds where you can apply eyes. The consumer-facing world, uh, where you deal with humans, and then there's the, um, the industrial world, where you obviously apply this to improve processes, um, to make sure that equipment is running properly, um, to get the most out of your processes in production and so forth. Um, so, so that was great. So that kind of laid a foundation. I've, I've seen how AI can be applied around the globe. And after... The acquisition and spending time at GE uh, learned a lot there as well. Um, I I was contemplating. Okay, great. Um, I see this explosion in AI and in, in, in smart technology in the 2010s. Um, all these incredible valuations and what's happening here. And I see also we saw the we first had the impact already in the 2010. Uh, sorry, 2000s to up to 2010. What we can do with the technology, but. What I realized is also with deep learning and especially, I would say, from 2011 onwards, um, that that whole toolbox strengthened tremendously. So there's so much more opportunities to do more things uh, with natural language processing, with uh, speech, with vision, um, um, all of those kind of things. And that opened the door for even more applications. Um, and... That's why I've started my next company, Cortex Logic, which became part of the Cortex Group. Um, I also realized here in Africa, um, we need to build capacity. So I founded the Machine Intelligence Institute of Africa, uh, built this African uh, AI community, and was trying to replicate things that I did with C-Sense as well. And, but I think what I also learned, and I think it was clear from the, the AI-driven platform plays, that to build, if you want scale, proper scale, uh, you need yeah, to build yeah, yeah. Uh, AI-driven platform businesses. And uh, so what basically happened with Cortex, we've transitioned from an enterprise AI play to AI-driven platform play. Um, and I started to focus more on health, um, mental wellness, financial wellness, um, those kind of applications. Um, and we've got now spin-out companies uh, called Vive for teenage mental health. And we've got Journey looking at... at, at um, holistic health wellness um, and there's a few other things as well um, yeah so it's pretty exciting pretty much just a, a entrepreneurial journey so far um, um, obviously with the book I wanted to communicate this is kind of a long-term uh, uh, dream for me to to communicate uh, what what my what my massive transformative purpose is and what I'm trying to achieve with technology and I think things have matured as well over time um, I didn't, with my first AI companies, I didn't really think so carefully about what is the real purpose? Is it a massive transformative purpose? And I would say 2015, 16, I, I more crystallized that more clearly for myself. Um, and, and, and basically what you see with democratizing AI to benefit everyone, um, and specifically, you see at the back here, shaping a better future in the smart technology era, I just realized I'm in this field how can we use this technology to create that better future for as many people as possible? And especially here in Africa, you see a lot of poverty and you see a lot of people that struggle. And you see a lot of people that's doing extremely well. So there's a lot of, uh, you talk about in the US, you've got various polarity there, but you also, you've got different, you've got the same situation here in Africa where there's great wealth, um, but there's also a lot of poverty um, that you need to deal with and and how can you use smart technology to actually improve um, that whole situation so hmm. that's in a nutshell i can obviously dig into more a lot more yeah 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 <laughs> no no that's that's a great background i appreciate it no and one of the things that kind of resonated with 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 me when digging into your material you you and you're just your background in general you do you do uh 
I think for me, I would describe you as, and tell me if I'm wrong, it's like a passion for technology and also a passion for good, doing good, doing yes. well. I mean, you know what I mean? I feel like you, you've, it seemed to came across very philanthropic because yeah. I look at these, I look at a lot of what's happening and where technology is going and I immediately think, okay, bad actors, cyber, cyber attacks, you know, the hacking, eventually the hacking of not only our personal data, which is happening all over, financial, yeah. Yeah. you know, identity, all sorts of things like that. But then eventually hacking of our own biology, right? Y yeah. You talk a lot about eventually, and this is no doubt very, very, you know, I mean, we're almost, we're almost yeah. instrumented in a sense now with our yeah. phones, right? Yeah. But I, I, I saw a talk you had done and, and you know, and, um, you know, it wasn't mind blowing to me because I've been following this for a while, but it really resonated the way you articulate it, where eventually our human bodies are going to be fully instrumented, meaning, you know, maybe maybe, you know, nano devices in our bloodstream sending real time data about, you know, the our blood lipid levels, you know, how uh, the heart rate, you know, our doctors will know or will know, bef you know, ten, I think you had mentioned you said this is your quote, something we'll know 10 years uh, prior if we're going to maybe get cancer or not. So that as cool as that sounds, both from a, you know, you know, from a, how do we just, you know, you know, it's for the betterment of humanity, right? Yeah. But, but also, I guess, get a little bit scared of what those bad actors with then, because they're not going away, right? No. The bad actors are not going away. Um, but how do we, I mean, are you, are you, and I, I think I said in the notes I had sent you, you know, utopia or dystopia, right? Is there, yeah. you know, and so do you have concerns as much as you know, and you, where you see the, where we're going and where we're headed or? And, or are you um, optimistic? Hundred percent. Actually, I start the book also talking about uh, a runaway train, uh, or it's almost like driving a car um, with just the steering wheel, and you've got pretty much not control over the car. Effectively. Yeah, effectively. And it's <laughs> good analogy. I, yeah, I, I, and I, Vinny, I, I do. I see massive dangers, and that's part of why I've written the book as well. Is to, is to I think we are an incredible educational journey as a civilization um, as a, and, and together we're, we've, we've created a civilization intellect and and we need to if we want to improve civilization intellect we need to get smarter on the individual level um, and yeah. and cooperate and collaborate not work against one another um, and we need to think carefully about when you talk about bad actors um, it it's this world is, it's getting more dangerous. There's no question about it in my mind. Um, what I did in the book as well, I'm, I'm actually going through all the various industries and sectors and also looking at government and all the various areas. If you look at the Future of Life Institute, they're very concerned about lethal autonomous weapons as well. Obviously, nuclear and all the other things as well, or biological warfare. Yeah. Um, all of these kind of things could be empowered by smart technology as, and with knowledge, just science. It's just using science and knowledge to, to, to create more risk. So, and you talk about, I think, also you think about cybersecurity. Um, that, that could potentially be an incredible problem for us um, as we instrument the world, as you say. Um, yeah. um, so I'm, I'm concerned. So, um, so we need to think about regulation. We need, we need to think about... Especially on the application, obviously, application of smart technology, just not AI, not only AI, but I think there's a bunch of other very powerful technologies. Um, there's quantum computing, there's obviously blockchain technology, and the combination, the fusion of all these smart technologies um, is creating a, a very dangerous world. So, and we need, we need to get, we need more wisdom and response, responsible humans. Um, as well. So how do we um, accelerate that? How do we, so for me, character building, being responsible, um, education is unbelievably important, I think. Um, uh, and it's not just about certain knowledge, it's, it's about values, all of those kind of things. It's, it, it is super, super important. Um, so I'm with you. I, I think the world, we can easily end up um, very dystopian, um, obviously, as a smart technology entrepreneur, I'm, I've got a more positive mindset because if, it, that won't help me to think negatively about things because I want to change things. I want to create mm -hmm. solutions. So I have to be in a mindset where I sketch the, 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 the outcome. That's why the, when I talk about a massive transformative purpose for humanity, I think if we don't have a, a purpose or a hope, and I feel almost like, just in my short life, I, I feel almost like the 80s, 90s 
okay, 70s, I was still maybe too young, but 80s, 90s, I, I, I could sense it was a bit more optimism. And I feel like maybe with technology, with the internet, was uh, even though we've created a lot more positives, people in general are better off. I think we've also created a very dangerous world where, where, where people are struggling mentally as well, where they're struggling with meaning. Um, and again, that goes back to maybe also the structures that we had in the past. There's a lot more uncertainty. And I think yeah. our human brains struggle to cope with uncertainty. So, mm. um, yeah. <laughs> For sure, yeah. And I, and I think I put that in the notes as well. I think I had, you know, and I, I say this a lot in a lot of my discussions because I think if I look at, you know, I look at us as humans, I mean, you know, we've got hundreds of thousands of years of us, you know, of us evolving to understand how to survive, you know, how important tribes were because our tribe, you know, helped us survive against other tribes. And so yes. we could become very tribal or even the food we eat, like everything that, you know, our, yeah. our, our reality is today took a really long time to get to where we are. And then yeah. you go back 20, 25 years, internet blows up, social media, exactly. you know, machines getting better at pretty much everything, at least, yeah. at least brain power wise, you know, yeah. almost everything. And I don't think we know how to, you know, I don't think we know how to, like you said, I think, you know, depression's going up. You, you know, you mentioned, I want to get to this maybe, maybe even offline, but you mentioned the work you're yeah. doing with like teenage mental health. Yes. That, that's a big thing that I'm seeing, you know, my kids are a oh, little, yeah. little too oh, young yes. right now, but I have a lot of friends, you know, the social media thing, that, that, that instant, instant, that, that dopamine hit of a like or a not yeah. like, or the immediate, you know, the ability of someone to insult someone across the globe and have that person yes. across the globe get crushed and, and not, and, and become bulimic and, it's just like, like, you know, it's almost like hacking, and not almost. It is hacking our brains. I think it's hacking our, our social interactions. And so, but but the reality is, as I think, as you would agree, it's not going away. So being being pessimistic and negative and trying to keep it away from everyone. And you know, I have friends like, ah, the kids aren't going to look at screens till they're eighteen. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I don't know if that's a winning strategy. You know, I I think we have to, you know, it's just like. You know, hearing bad words or seeing bad movies, I think you got to build the right foundation and let them slowly acclimate, and then and then work at it, I guess. But 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 um, and in your world, technologies, there's just probably a lot of good AI applications to try exactly. to right right, and that's I think where folks like you and other entrepreneurs in this space will, should could really help. Um, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned. And I do want to get to, you know, you, you say in your, because your book's fascinating and I, I did not get to the whole thing. I skipped no, it's, it. It's, I, it's 26 hours of you. I'm actually making yes. a lot more available now via podcast and, and also via YouTube. Um, but yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that, you know, having like clips. I, I know yes, you have, a, you have a couple a of YouTube of channels. Clips. Yeah. I'm at the moment busy with that. So it's going to be just open it up a little bit more. Yeah. But there's yeah. a lot of meat there. There's things that I want to discuss and explore because even when I listen to it and read it again, and I want to engage with more people on some of those topics because it's, yep. this, it needs to be discussed. Um, yeah, yeah, there's just so much there. It's 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 it's, it's pretty amazing. I mean, it's commendable. I mean, you could take like one chapter, and that that would be another person's whole book. Um, yeah. But 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 before we jump into sort of you know, I really want to get into what your massive tra you know transformative purpose yes. is, what you define that to be, and then and then man, sapiens that's blowing my mind. So I, I want to get into that. It's really cool. Um, yeah. I don't well, I don't know why Hollywood hasn't taken that idea yet. So you might want to uh, reach out to them. But we'll get into that in a second. But but you mentioned you know we need. This is what always hurts my head. You know, we need you know more education, absolutely. And then you said responsible humans, right? And yes. you said values and things like that. And I, I couldn't agree we, more. We, we need tools to make sense of this world, especially now. We are overloaded with information. <laughs> we, we, right, information is not the problem. It's what we do with it. I mean, just look exactly. at any. And I'm here in the U.S. I mean, there's plenty of data on COVID, yet you have. I mean, right? I don't even want to go there, but you have literally diametrically opposed viewpoints on every. Every topic that comes up, every every topic, every and the confirmation bias is 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 <laughs> is through the roof, and it's not from a lack of information. I mean, uh, so so I guess not taking like the U.S. you know example, and you go to the entire world, and yeah. you know we have many different worldviews, many different sort of bases by which we think what is good, what is not good. How do you think? 
is that a blocker to this? Is that just yet another challenge? You think as we all get more and more educated and the world becomes just, we, we start to just travel more and more and we become more homogenized, that'll eventually go away? Or what are your thoughts there? Yeah, Vinny, yeah, I, I think it's fascinating. Even if you look at vaccines and stuff, and you've got, well, my, my uh, there's a broader thing there, but I think it's also maybe a specific example. Yeah. Just yeah. last weekend, I, I listened to Pfizer CEO podcast, uh, just I think with Lex Friedman. And then I also listened to Peter McCulloch with Joe Rogan. Then you listened to... Yep, yep. Um, just re- just listen to uh, I think Dr. Moss, or, well, the, the guy was just giving the antidote. I think Sam Harris was saying, uh, if you want to... <laughs> antidote for that brain damage from Peter McCullough, then listen to this guy. And, and, uh, and, I, and I, anyway, I, 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 I actually um, listen to all the different perspectives and it's part of that sense making that, that I'm yeah. referring to here. Right. Um, if you listen to all the opinions and trying to steel man certain approaches, um, the different uh, patterns, then you can also clearly see why people say various things. So why yep. Peter McCulloch is saying this, why this guy is saying it, why Fatu is saying this, etc. And, and, and one needs to understand their context um, as well. And I think, and I can understand, if, 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 if people listen to an educated person, it sounds good, very articulate, everything, then it, 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 that person is very believable. Yep. Um, yep. But still, they've got a certain, there might be a few things that they say, a number of things they say is absolutely correct, in terms of in touch with reality, but everything is a little bit colored in, tainted, because every brain, every human being sit with their own narrative in their head, yes. in terms of how biases. they understand yes. the world. There's a lot of biases, as you say. Um, and, and, and so it's very important to understand that and not just, um, and, and be open-minded. It's almost like the scientific method where you keep an open mind, um, where you want to make sure, you, you can't be closed-minded, I think, in this century. It's going to be so important to be as open-minded as possible. You've got to have structures. You've got to have principles. You've got to have, I think, because that creates, um, it's almost like with entropy and order. I think it's important to create order in your thinking uh, as yeah. much as possible. But you should be able to to adjust uh, as needed um, all the time. So you've yeah. got to calibrate, calibrate, calibrate. And I think that's, that's pretty important. Um, in terms of the broader question, I, I think... Um, we, we, we are, I think we, we've created this, um, we, we, obviously with the internet and the connectedness, um, just the fact that we can sit here uh, on two different continents and we can talk about these kind of things, um, and we can share thoughts and, and so forth. We're creating a, a world that's obviously hyper-connected. You're going to get people that's more like-minded as they interact with one another or at least understand the different mm-hmm. opinions. So I think in 100 years, 200 years, depending on how we shape it, we're probably going to, th- uh, even if there's diversity, I think there's going to be better understanding um, for for various viewpoints and so forth. And, and I think we, we will get to the common values because I think it's absolutely doable. And, and I know we're going to talk about responsible AI and ethical AI later on. Um, and the different interpretations of what is ethics and what is common values. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I see humanity, civilization right now, is almost like in kindergarten, still in terms of maturity and wisdom. We still need to figure out a lot of stuff. And, and maybe we need to slow down. Maybe that's part of the, the reason. I think you're 100% right, uh, even, in, even in your notes, uh, when you talk about are we ready for this technology change? And and maybe we need to slow down. Okay. I know we would like to go as fast as we can, but if we are not um, on the right maturity curve from a character perspective, um, from re- being responsible, from a wisdom perspective, then it's almost like we don't have, we, we're not ready. We're not ready to, to tap into the full potential of the technology. And we need to maybe just take it a bit slower. Um, so... Um, I, I, I do think, I know currently if you look at the world, if you look at the US and you look at all this heavy polarization and a lot of countries are looking up to the US in terms of democracy and freedom of speech and all of those kind of things. And, and you see the US or people struggling uh, with sense making, you see cancel culture, you see all these kind of things or mm-hmm. just gender issues, all sorts of issues um, and, and are people struggling, um, I, I think it's, it, it is problematic, but, but it also shows where we all are. 
capital as as a humanity. Yeah, yeah. What I love about the US is is making it so visible and it's part of freedom of speech. And just so we need to be honest with ourselves. Where are we? So let's be smarter in terms of our education um, and really build a better civilization from the ground up. So that's why I, I think for, for our children, the education on that front is incredibly important. And I think we're missing, we, we're busy with a massive experiment with humanity and with our teenagers and kids and children as well. Um, and we need to be smarter in terms of how, how, we, how we use technology and how we do things. We yeah. We're going to go into that a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, and, and you articulated, I think, the root of the problem and a potential solution when you went through that, that, that vaccine um, yeah. example you gave were, cause yeah. I listened to the same Dr. McCullough, po- you know, podcast with Rogan, you know, and the whole time, very convincing, very, yeah. very convincing. Yeah, and absolutely. then I listened to, you know, another couple podcasts that analyzed that and they broke yeah. it down yeah. very, point very, cause you know, hundred yeah. percent. And then you start yeah. realizing, Oh, okay. Well, he's a very established, very reputable person. Yeah. Uh, doctor and and, and he's had a smart lot of guy, don't, absolutely we I mean, just hear him talk he's just a human machine i mean just the, his recall and i mean it was i was like wow this you know is he reading from something because it's too <laughs> right but but then you start right. realizing okay he's got a very hard conservative backing and you know or background and again nothing wrong with that but th- but that's why every data point he brought up was leaning towards one perspective right and then i heard another you know so there's elements of truth in there and he had his own biases his own agenda in a sense it might, it might even have been subconscious but all and then you listen to the other podcast and you, and you kind of and i think that's a great thing about our today technology in general we you can find 35 podcasts you know on any one topic and then you could take a, a an average of them all and get the real picture it's not That's just right. msnbc or cnn fox or bbc you know you, you get a lot of options nowadays but what worries me is i think you and i are probably data geeks and we just love this stuff <laughs> yeah. and probably can do it all day long but yeah i think the average person doesn't have that kind of time You're and right. and and so whoever's going to get you know whatever media outlet will have the you know the 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 whatever the biggest backing or the biggest whatever it might be a loudest voice can can sway a lot of humans and i you know i and that's what kind of scares me but maybe that goes away too i think cable and the, the big time news media is sort of i, I think they're slowly dying in, in terms yeah. of where they used to be and the internet's just like hey people talking like you and i right now people that's just right. click a this button and here not, hey, right 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 so <laughs> In that way, I'm optimistic because the more folks yeah. like you and I and all, all the other ones do this, the more we're just all saying, oh, that's a good point. I never thought of it that way. I didn't see that on uh, the Fox News or the MSNBC or the CNN, you know, because yeah. they, you know, they're brought to you by Pfizer commercials come up after they say you should get a vaccine. It's like, wait a minute. Who's, wait a minute. Did, did you literally just pay for that? <laughs> so it's, exactly. So it, it's tough to it's tough to not, you know, but I think, I don't know. It's just sometimes tough to be optimistic. And the average person is like, "See, I told you." And they just they double down and they and they just just continue, to, you know, to to rattle their echo chambers in their head. Um, but yeah. you know, so so and that kind of going back to my notes I sent to you is like, do we need a common value system? And do we need a uh, do we need to just come together as, hey, we're all we're all different here, but there is one giant spinning ball called a globe, and we live on it. So exactly. You know, and I thought with COVID, to be honest, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but I. Yeah, I was thinking, and this made me a little bit less optimistic, because I always said, "Well, when aliens come, you know, and they were, if say aliens came and they were attacking us, we, the, the human race, would just unify because we had a common enemy." And then COVID came, we had a common enemy, and it didn't really happen the way I would hope. We kind of, I mean, at least here in, our, in my country, in the U.S., we 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 tripled down our, our division. So. Um, Vinny, I maybe just want to make a brief comment on that. And yeah. I think the problems that we face as civilization goes across boundaries, borders now. Climate change, we talk about lethal autonomous weapons, mm-hmm. pandemics, bio-warfare, all sorts of different things. So it's very difficult to tackle this with, with nationalistic kind of approaches. And then obviously within Agreed. the country, you already see polarization. So we have to work together. And you're, you're right. I feel, I feel a bit disheartening to, to see that here we are, we've got a global challenge, and this, is this the way we, we handle this? There's some good stuff as well in, in terms of what we did. As I, I think, sure. The, the, if you look how fast we produce vaccines and all sorts of types of solutions, and try to share it, and and although there was probably not optimal in terms of how vaccines are being shared worldwide, 
um, it's 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 still there's still a lot of positives there. But but as you rightly say, it's 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 still problematic to just to see. This is just a little measurement of where we are um, yeah. in terms of humanity, and I think we've got still some work to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we'll definitely we'll, we'll definitely get more positive as we go through. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, look, these are all, I think, challenges, not problems, right? Just like no, every true. day we wait, you know, you, 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 you made the, the entropy sort of analogy. I think that's 100%. a perfect one because, I mean, nature and life by, by, its, by its, you know, left to its own devices is just chaos, right? And our job is to organize the chaos day in and day out, whether it's thought chaos or physical chaos, you know, whatever it might be. So I look at that as just along the way, not, not, not sort of in the way. Um, right. So, you, 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 like I said, your book is, 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 it, it, how long did it take you to write that, by the way? I'm curious. It's a massive <laughs> undertaking. I mean, this, this two decades? Or <laughs> well, no. Do you know what happened there? It was like with COVID-19, it just exploded. So I used the time with family oh, nice. here. And so it's basically a 2020, maybe a little bit of 20, yeah, 2020, uh, probably a year and a, a bit. But it was a lot of hard work. It's obviously a lot of discipline um, up early in the morning, think about things. But there's a lot of... It's probably the the previous four five years was I've I've gathered quite a bit of information. I was thinking about some mm. of the topics, but things crystallized uh, more in 2020, and it's given me opportunity to to really zoom in and say get it done. And the the fact that it's fairly big, it's a lot of pages. Um, mm. I wanted to cover all of those kind of things um, as well. So if, if, for me, it's and I had to think about the title as well because the title it goes more to what what I'm what's the purpose? What I'm trying to do here? What I think is important, even in ten years or twenty years time, or thirty years time, this will be incredibly relevant. Um, mm. uh, the the broader message, and and I would say some of the chapters, especially the chapters that talks about beneficial outcomes for humanity, or what does it mean to be human in the twenty first century? Uh, those type of things, those kind of questions, um, I, and I was seeking answers, and I've got answers from so many different places. So it was yeah. kind of a, a study and sense making for myself, but but I think it's also some some uh, sense making that other people can tap in and then try to interpret and make their own sense of that yeah. um, as well. So yeah, so but I wanted to share a bit of just what AI's AI has tremendous impact on society and even in in, in in the business world as well because that was my experience. So I relate mm -hmm. back to that. So a few chapters deal with the pervasive impact of AI across everything. But, and, 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 uh, but the question I was is, is how, can you, how can we make sure that more people benefit from the use and applications of AI technology? Yeah. And, and, and I think that's, uh, we, we know the tech giants, a lot of the big companies are becoming AI-driven platform businesses. And, and with that, you can scale and you can create a lot of tremendous wealth. Um, for a few, so the question is, uh, can we democratize that um, mm. as well? And I think at the same time, we've got now blockchain, and 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 which is a decentralization technology, and mm -hmm. it could be a vehicle to help democratize. So it's so it's fascinating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so so I think you probably already touched on a lot of this, but you know, you call it what what's sort of needed is a you propose a massive transformative mm. purpose for humanity you know and i kind of mm. put in my notes whoa because <laughs> that's a yeah. you know that's a that's a that's a bold you know that's that's like you know so ex explain really what you mean by that and, and maybe yes. again i think you touched on some of it already but what what do you yeah, no, no. Uh, yeah so so i think i was just thinking we, we we are yes we've got nations and so forth but i think it's very important that we need to think about the big picture. Even if you look at Elon Musk, he's, he's trying to think about multiplanetary species and all sorts of big questions and those are questions that you ask. But I, I feel we need purpose, we need hope, and, and we need a common purpose. Uh, um, and, and the reason I'm talking about MTP, Massive Transformative, because I'm applying this um, to myself. I, know, I don't know if you know Peter Diamandis uh, of Singularity University and a few others, they talk about Massive Transformative Purpose and the importance of... Mm. Need, you need to have that for businesses if you want to scale. Um, and so you want to make sure it's transformative, but also massive. And the massive is also where you get the scale. But I think for humanity, we, we need to think about this at scale as well. So what I define as a massive transformative purpose is we need to evolve civilization um, and humanity. Um, and we, I'm saying, stating specifically, evolving a dynamic 
empathic. So we need empathy. We need to be dynamic. So we need to, it can't be just stagnant. We need to be able to change quickly um, and, and adapt very quickly. Obviously, we want to build a prosperous society. And I think the world is better than 100 years. More people has got more access to more things. But there's also a lot of polarity and also, um, uh, well, you've got a lot of rich people. And you've got the middle class being hollowed out. So we clearly, on an economic front, struggling. But we want more people prosperous. And you can define what, is, what you mean by prosperous. It's not just in the monetary sense. So we want prosperous, thriving, and we want a self-optimizing civilization. So it needs to self-optimize. And to optimize, you need to think about what are we optimizing for? Are we trying right. to maximize quality of life? Are, or are, are we just about GDP? Are we just about... Uh, we, so we need to think about what is it, how can we maximize quality of life, meaning of life, for as many people as possible. We live on this planet for a short time. How can we, if we, we've got goals that we try and optimize, that's more looking at that. Um, I think that that is more inspiring future. It's a future that yeah. you want to say, I want to wake up. It's like Elon Musk is also saying, I want to wake up. I want to be excited about the world and what I'm doing. Um, so for me, it's about, we want to make sure that it benefits everyone in sustainable ways. Clearly it needs to be sustainable. And we need to do this in harmony with nature. We can't just just do what we've been doing last century. So we've got to be smarter. Uh, we know about climate change and so forth. So that's the, the broad one. But then I def divide it into four big pieces. Um, and then, then I've got specific 14 NTP goals that um, complement um, the, sustain uh, well, the, the, the United Nations SDG goals, sustainable development goals as well. But uh, just to, to, to just summarize it very quickly. So on a systems level, um, I'm saying that we need to drive beneficial outcomes for all life. And I believe, and I think this is where it's maybe debate and we can talk about that. I think it's very important that we think decentralized. Even if you look at the human body, I think we operating a lot of, a lot of systems going on in the human body that's decentralized as well. Right, so right. we need to be adaptive. Our body is very adaptive. We've got an immune system that's, there's something going wrong here uh, with my knee or something. Then, then the focus is trying to solve that part. We're very adaptive in healing and so forth. We've got to be agile. We know that. Um, we, we need to think about our economic, social, and governance systems. So all of those systems, we probably need to re-engineer that. And what I'm really behind, I'm, I, I think it's very important to reward active participation and positive contributions to society and civilization. But then we need to define and agree what is positive contributions right, um, right. And, and, and so forth as well. And, um, and then we need to keep peace and protect humanity from any potential harm in elastic ways. Again, I'm talking about the dyna being dynamic around that. But we've got to respect individual f uh, freedom and privacy. That's why I've got a problem with, if you look at the East and China, if you think about uh, digital dictatorship, they, they are on a path to digital dictatorship with that yeah, authoritarianism um, and where you don't respect individual freedom and privacy. So we need to get that balance. So I think if you look at the East with collectivism, um, clearly the, we, we need to think we are still part of society, of, uh, of a global community. So I think we need to think about the bigger picture. We need to think collective as well. But we need a balance between that and individualism. Um, yeah. In Africa, they talk about Ubuntu uh, as well. Um, so I think there's a fine balance needed there. So we've got to be more elastic around that. So I think we mm. can do a lot with our systems and, and have a clear purpose of where we want to actually drive. What, what is the kind of systems that we want um, as well? And then, then obviously, just to finish off the, other, the rest of it, quantity is for me important through using and democratizing knowledge, science, and smart technology and other tools in optimal human-centric ways. I think it's very important to be human-centric. Um, I, I'm, I worry about a world that's not we, we, uh, where, where tools dictate, technology dictate. Um, we've got a great opportunity where where technology can adjust more to us, especially with AI, with machine learning. We've got mouses and we've got all sorts of different things, but we've got now technology that can maybe, we can interact more naturally with technology and it can maybe understand us better um, and, and so forth. Um, but anyway, so human-centric, 
I think it needs to be based on wisdom, good values, ethics. Um, we need to dynamically solve problems. We need to create opportunities in abundance. And we need to share that benefits with everyone. And then for me, the kicker is really quality. We, want, we need to maximize quality of life. Um, community building, I think the future should be more local, more human. We don't have to go back to the tribes, but if you think about when we started off as humanity, Homo sapiens, it was more kind of very tribal, but you know 150 people in your local community mm -hmm. and stuff. But obviously now it could be more virtual, it could be digital, these like-minded people across the globe, so it could be in the metaverse, that's a big other discussion as well. But, but I think virtues and character strength development, I don't think we put enough focus on that. It's almost like we leave it to maybe some of the parents or we do a little bit at school, but not really. We, we're not equipping people with sense-making, um, well-being, meaningful living. What does it mean to live meaningful? So I think we can do a lot more there. So I think for me, that's very much part of that purpose. And then the last thing is just... We obviously want to live on the, on the best possible livable habitat um, and think about for all living organisms and, mm -hmm. and the environment and our place in the universe. Um, so, yeah. So that's, in summary, the massive transformative purpose. There's obviously a lot more to dig in, if you especially look at the goals. I think thought about what are specific goals that we haven't defined that's complementary to the SDGs that that that's specifically looking at this mtp for humanity so so yeah, yeah this is where it comes in yeah i mean <clears throat> it's lofty goals i mean <laughs> understatement of the i know uh, you're gonna say I, 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 are this guy realistic Wait, what is going on <laughs> well it, i don't think i mean people that change the world aren't ever thinking realistic right they're not right. so right. no i mean the i mean you got to think nuts and then there'll be three percent of it that actually is implementable yeah. in the near future and then that opens up 20 percent of the next part of it to be implementable you know i mean that's just how really big change happens and so yes. um no it's pretty neat and now now you you you're also so you propose sapiens as sort yes. of the the you 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 quantum i mean i read that that the summary was you know a decentralized human-centric and user-controlled ai driven super platform yeah again i said whoa and then, you know, and I, 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 and, and at first I wasn't quite getting it. Then I listened to a couple of talks that you had given it and it really started to resonate. It made a lot of sense. I mean, it really, really did. And, and yeah, I'm glad to hear. Yeah, no, it, I'm, it still, I'm still exploring as well. And I, as more, I talk to people as well. It's, it's, I'm calibrating my thoughts on that as well. Yeah. Cause I think now I sort of read that as, and I want to ask you to explain it in a second, but uh, like, what does that mean tangibly? Does this mean that we have little, uh, little AI processes running on our, or in our phone, in our pocket, in our, you know, in our brains, in our, in our houses, in our car, car, and it's just they're all sort of synced to be our little personal AI agent that, or maybe even with Neuralink, they're in our brains. Like it's all, <laughs> cause, right? Because I think eventually there's going to be that symbiosis, right? At some point, we'll talk about that later, but. Yeah. But I guess before we jump into all that, just, just sapiens in general, yes. what, what do you yes. what do you think of the, yeah, so, the future look like? Yeah, Vinny, so I think, do you know what? I'm Actually, with the current business initiatives, I'm building little building blocks. Um, when I talk about Vive as a teenage mental wellness companion, 24-7 mental wellness companion for teenagers. Or mm -hmm. when we look at journey wellness, that's more for everyone. Um, but And it's not only looking at mental health, but it's looking at, total well-being um, those are almost like little building blocks experimenting how AI driven platform plays so I'm busy with AI driven platform plays how, similar to what if you think about Amazon Netflix Google Facebook a lot of these companies and there's a lot of others in social media they, they're all platform plays um, mm -hmm. and, 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 and so I know exactly what you can do with you can obviously build recommendation engines you can also create psychological control vectors similar to what mm -hmm. Facebook is doing. Um, so I can see where you can control things. And we're also busy thinking, busy with future cities where we think about um, community-based, um, basically almost like Sapiens, but more focus on, on community-based super app for individuals that's looking after their needs within a community as well. And you can look at it holistically, um, financial wellness, health wellness, but you can look at security, all sorts of different things. Um, so with, with Sapiens specifically, and this is, and, and uh, I think we can turn, for me, the, the concern is always 
who's, who's benefiting from this? Obviously, clearly, we are benefiting from a Google, from all the services. We give our data for free, but now the data being monetized by the tech giants or the AI-driven platform mm. plays. How can we turn this around? Given that we've got blockchain technology, we've got obviously AI that can operate on your phone, on a, everywhere, in your house, in your car, everywhere. So we're anyway moving towards the intelligence of things. We talk about the internet of things, but the intelligence of things where you will have compute everywhere and intelligence built in everywhere. So we're anyway moving towards that world. What we need is almost like, I know there's one of the billionaires that said they want to build the anti-Facebook or the anti, it's more kind of a decentralized or different type of yeah. platform. What I see with Sapiens is an opportunity where we can define the whole architecture, the nature of the whole system to say, we want to empower individuals, communities, on the, people on the individual fr uh, community or group front to actually monetize their data and services. And, and you can obviously look at families, you can look at virtual groups, companies, communities, cities, city-states, smart towns, digital nations and beyond. Maybe the future, we'll see how that all turns out in the future. Um, so instead of having AI, because there's AI agents sitting in the platforms and trying to control you, if you've got an AI agent that's looking at the entity, and it could be an individual, it could be a community, it could be a family or whatever, um, and trying to say, um, I want to optimize um, uh, for that entity. And, I'm, and for me, it's, it's, there's a broader thing here. Um, it, it is really about, if you think about lifelong, lifelong, life-wide learning, if you think about decision-making, if I've got almost a companion that supports me with sense-making, Try to say, for instance, with the vaccines, I've got something that's helping me to form proper or uh, uh, balanced opinions, almost like helping me with steel, make, uh, steel manning certain opinions, try to educate me and also understand where I am on the, my maturity curve in terms of sense making. Obviously, you need quite an advanced AI um, to do those kind of things, but we can start building those kind of things. There's already, we can already build practical applications where you can have a companion. So I'm busy building this. Um, but I what, what I would like to do is, is to, to, to use those kind of building blocks and turn it absolutely around where you say, let's let people benefit um, and have full control of their data. So that when I look at data, I think it's very important to, we talk about cybersecurity and those kind of things as well. But you want to have, you want to have building privacy and governance. Um, you want you want protection for for your data, um, and obviously, if if some other companies are using your data, maybe you're getting monetized. But you should be aware of that and how it's being utilized. And this is again where ethical AI comes into play, um, uh, trustworthy AI, where companies where regulation comes in, and maybe you need to prove that you are doing things in a trustworthy way. But with Sapiens. You've got a whole system that's designed from the ground up to 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 look like to work like that. Um, so, so I think we can go a long way. It's going to be very interesting um, if you think about personal AI assistants and wellness companions. What does it look like for a small town, for a community? What does it look like for a family? Um, and maybe, and then once you once you've got these digital kind of assistance, um, you can say, who should they interact with? You can try to optimize things for a family or for a community mm. based on, on this as well. So, so I think there's incredible potential to use AI for good um, in so many, so many different ways. So, I, so education is for me huge. So I think if you look at the positive applications of AI, education, healthcare, uh, is huge. Those those two are. That's why I'm I'm pretty much focused on that. I've invested mm. in another company called the Student Hub, where they're also building AI-driven digital platforms and stuff. So, um, yeah. When do you but, sleep? Uh, yeah. <laughs> or maybe you're, maybe you're actually not even human. Maybe I'm actually talking. You've already created your, your, your digital twin, and here you are. That's yeah. No, so, no, <laughs> yeah. No. So it's not, there's so much to do here. Um, I yeah. 
I obviously have to look at my own well-being as well. So sure, but you're yeah. so inspired by this work. I don't feel no, like you're. You I'm passionate. I feel this is passionate doesn't, about this doesn't it. drain you. This and this. No. I feel like this energizes you. So yeah, yeah. that's how. That's yeah. way it's supposed to be. That's exactly yeah. what. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So so you mentioned these AI companions. So yes, you said that a lot, and a lot of your notes had said that. And I'm thinking, okay, what does that mean in a practical sense? Are these yes. literally? So so yeah, is this? I just look at these as like they're little my my own custom little processes right because everything's we're talking about i always like to boil this down to folks that are really basic i'm not an ai ml or deep learning expert but software is just software is just mm. you know it's just code running on hardware it does still need electrons and, and and gates to open and close we only have binary event so at the basic 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 principles of just how software turns physics into things and and and, and, and information it, yeah. It's sort of simple. Then it rolls up to be very complicated. But so is this just my own personal software that understands me? That's just collecting data from all of my all my input channels and giving me feedback loops. Like, we, like maybe it's not all figured out. But what does this mean from a practice? What what does this mean at implementation level? Yeah. So this is uh, Vinny. This is where it gets very interesting. So you know about um, if you look at even some of the. Um, if you, if you look at uh, some of the, the new big neural networks that's being created, you say, mm. say it's for a vision problem. You can, you can actually take that trained system. It could be GPT-3, whatever system. And then you can train that on, you can customize it for specific use cases to do very specific things within a specific context where you train it on, say, your own data and so forth. And you can calibrate that. Because basically how these systems work, the, the, the obviously there's lots of layers of, 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 abstra of abstraction that yeah. are being created here. And, and with, the, with all the lower layers, you actually get a lot of the, the figuring out of, say it's a vision problem or it's understanding of, of concepts and so forth. You've got neural network machine learning systems that can actually do a lot of the, you, you can train the systems on a lot of people's data, uh, anonymized. But then you can apply it locally as well. So you can apply it on your on your phone. You can apply TensorFlow, for instance, on the phone on on the edge. So 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 that is not a problem. So what what I'm what I'm thinking about here is is again back to having full control and to be able to calibrate um, the goals of the specific. You need full control. I don't want uh, a, a, a tech giant or some other company. Because they're just optimizing for more clicks, more likes, more exactly. right. and, and, and just to, to break it down a little bit more, in terms of the AI-driven platforms that we are developing, the, the personal companions, there's AI on multiple fronts. There's the human-computer interface side, where every click, everything that you do generates data. Yeah. Um, so you generate lots of data there. There's a recommendation engine that gives you information, um, and every, you act on that. But then, there, then there's a lot of data mining happening on the back end where it works with the, the data that's being generated from the app, but it also integrates with other data. Yeah. Um, your, it could be your interests, it could be your claims data, it could be your health data, financial data, all sorts of other types of data. And so we're building systems. If we've got other types of data sources, we bring that into the mix as well. So you build kind of a 360-degree view of, of this particular individual. Um, and say it's for teenage mental health, we can build a wellness profile based on all sorts of different information. And say, for instance, it's like with Journey Wellness, we not only with the AI assistant and the way you interact with the app, but as I've mentioned, you can, you can link to insurance data or claims data, other types of information. And, and you can also get more information or your wearables. Just the, the, I've got a smart watch here, so I'm getting more information you can get information from there. So, so, so the question is, how can I utilize that data and then calibrate the way it's being optimized? So you obviously need a user interface where you can say, I, yeah. I want to define yeah. the goals. And then it could be across so many different things. It could be, say, I want, to be, I want the system, the companion to support me in decisions, to figure things out, or just on an educational level, um, or just sense-making, um, or... Uh, if you think about character strengths, building mm -hmm. virtues, if, 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 I've got, if you've got specific goals in terms of well-being that's not just focused on um, maybe what you eat and drink and who you talk to, what you engage, what you read, 
what you watch, mm. all those mm. kind of things, but also in terms of character uh, where you can reflect and, and those kind of things. So it could become, I think that the space for, there's so much data that could be utilized um, uh, for your own benefit in proper ways. And obviously you're not going to get it right from the start, but you can slowly but surely you can build a system like that where you unlock your data, you've got control of the data, you've got control of the AI assistant, and you can control your digital connections. That's why with Sapiens, I specifically refer to those three pieces. Um, and, and currently, it's not clear. Your data is everywhere. Mm. <laughs> I've got, I've, when a doctor, when I go to my regular visits, say annual visits, I, I always try to get all my blood tests and all those kind of things. But the doctor has got a copy. I've got a copy. Uh, my bank's got my financial data. Um, not all of it because I'm, I'm at a few banks. Um, right. Investment portfolios in different places. It, well, it's it's kind of all over the place. Right. So, um, so I think just this opportunity to to have a bit more control, um, and I think it's going to be needed. Um, and then, yeah. Yeah. It, this is this is. I mean, this is this is exciting because I'm, I'm as you're talking, I'm thinking, okay, if I started the business tomorrow with this in mind, I can just see. I could see. Well, first of all, a huge market. Obviously, you do too. That's why you're yeah. doing it. But, but, yeah. but also yeah. for, for and and for good. And yes. just thinking through practical applications. I mean, if now I'm thinking, okay, I sit. How do we consume information and get ideas yes. and get thoughts? Well, I sit in front of a computer. We still many of us still have PCs on our desk. Okay, maybe it's a browser extension because you're not. You have to own the operating system to do everything. Maybe you can, so yeah. maybe you're not going to beat Microsoft at the beginning. But yeah. maybe it's your own browser. And you and you install 100%. the plugin, and yeah. it's it's watching what you're watching, yeah. and so it, so so it can at least understand what you're consuming. So when a anti-vax thing or a pro-vax thing comes up, yeah. maybe there's some dialogue or some like personalized text that's popping right. up. Like, well, did you really you know? Do you might want to check this or that or that? And it kind of can maybe deflate some of the you know excitement bias you might have by seeing that or. On your phone, you have a plugin installed, and when you know a teenage girl from across on Facebook insults you on Instagram, hey, you look fat, you know, yeah. it, it sends you yeah. a bunch of like, well, why was she yeah. saying that? Maybe you know, it sends you links to say hurt people, hurt people, which I love that line. You know, yes. it's like you know, it, or I, I just can see a ton of applications where, and I have no idea if this is even what you're thinking, but I could yeah. just see it have to be in all the ways we interface and get data. It would almost have to be understanding, listening, saying, Vinny, I know you're really, you're really susceptible to those kind of jokes or you don't like the, exactly. that yeah. so maybe maybe know with this person like I, I could see yeah I, I can see some really cool applications there and even if you think about just monetization you, you currently do have some browsers that some third-party browsers is coming out to, to try and democratize with a say advertising for instance we know that google and facebook and some of these companies make their money with advertising oh yeah 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 and if you say in a in a sapiens decentralized system like this the monetization could be via advertising as well you can be selling anonymized data and especially if you've got lots of people in this communities like the, the whole world or the western world whatever yeah yeah, yeah. that's um where it's anonymized but it's controlled but you share in the benefits of, we, we know the wealth being created with advertising for Google and Facebook and many right. other companies as well. There's incredible opportunity to tap into that. So that is just a starting point. So obviously right. there could be all sorts of transactions. And this is why I'm also talking about um, if you've got transactions between hyper-connected users or businesses or service providers via smart contracts in a Sapiens decentralized distributed ledger-based ecosystem, then you, you've got opportunities to to monetize further. It's not just advertising. It's not selling uh, anonymized right. data or services, but subscriptions, transactions, and, and you can get a little bit of the, the fees on transactions as well, uh, where maybe some of your data and some of the things are being utilized. Um, so I think it's incredible opportunities. And you can obviously take it from individual level to virtual groups, to smart towns, to obviously for businesses as well. A business yeah. can have its own AI system as well. Anyway, and then yeah, you've got, if, if it's like decentralized autonomous organizations as well, where you can, where you, you've got systems that um, try and optimize while you sleep. It's because it knows your goals. It's trying to figure out where's the opportunities for you. And it will sell data maybe there. If you give it approval, well, right. we, can create, we can create a world where it's, 
we, we, that's just great for everyone. So, right. Anyway. No, no. You, you, I, yeah, this is so interesting. Yeah, you said the sleep thing. I mean, if if again the data that the data that's available right now that like parents don't have, schools don't have, where I gotta go back to the teenage girl thing because it's just such a it's such a big thing. Just no hearing my yeah. friends talk. It's like if if that person went through X Y and Z websites that day and their friends said X Y and Z and they slept and the, because we're instrumented it it realized the heart rate was elevated the person did not get into REM sleep for three days there's exactly. already data saying what you saw is damaging your body what how 100%. do we address that you know and just and it really creates that holistic picture of 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 how do we adjust to be happier and like like and right optimize for and then what and and then just kind of continue and just. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, ex- that's a, yeah, some exciting possibilities there. Neat, very neat stuff. I want to, I want to focus my mind on there, there because I yeah. just see opportunities, um, and and we, we we need people to just show the way. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, huh? Yeah. I'm sending my resume. This is exciting. This is, uh, <laughs> this is really neat. There's yeah, so many yeah. ideas, and, it, and you know, it's 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 obviously it's coming, and or it's here. And, yes. you know, but it's, it's, it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the angle to do good and to, to just yes. have that be like the, the paramount exactly. objective. And I, and I, it seems like you absolutely do. So, um, I mean, I guess we've gone almost an hour here. Uh, what, so <laughs> we could probably go for it's like we didn't a even, number of hours. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Um, I don't, so either listeners are either asleep right now or they're like so excited they're, they, they, they just can't, they won't sleep for a week. So, cause I don't think yeah. there's any middle ground. Like, yeah, we'll talk was okay. I don't know. <laughs> it was yeah, <exactly>. probably um <laughs> so yeah. I, I guess what's next for you what, what 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 i mean where i mean you said you you mentioned a bunch of these companies that you're creating yeah. i mean what do you think yes. the next tangible hey we're ready to deploy x or i think in two years we'll have y or what what is tangible next no time? no i i'm i think i i try to not um i think where i am right now in my life it's 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 all about um I want that kind of freedom to explore and learn as much as possible. I, I'm, for me, it's I want to make better sense, understand things better, and then obviously with things like Sapiens, for example, I think it's an incredible opportunity to help shape, make a little little contribution to mm. shape us in the right direction, um, learn from other people as well, um, implement ethical AI, even in the in the things that I'm busy right now. So I'm what I'm doing right now. Um, I've got a few business initiatives um, going on that's pretty much 100% in line with AI-driven platform plays. Um, the, the next step beyond that would be a Sapiens. So what I'm doing is basically I'm already engaging with a, a lot of folks in the U.S. Uh, that read the book. Um, there's one guy talk is AI Economic Development Corporation, um, and th- they want to engage and they want to work with Sapiens. They want to help. And in the, in the end of the book, what I'm specifically saying in terms of sapiens.network, this should be a global, this could be an open source, uh, this, this shouldn't be, this doesn't have to be like I'm doing with other businesses where it's fully controlled by myself and a few shareholders. Right. This, this thing could be embraced by humanity, everyone. So, and, and we can design it. It's almost like with Ethereum or some of these things where you just open it up um, and you, you yeah. try and attract yeah. the best talent in the world and build things like this. Um, uh, it, uh, for me, it's I, I have to frame things within technology is fantastic and everything, but meaning of life for me is still um, family, good inter- human centricness in terms of yeah. be, being wise and character building and those kind of things very important to me as well. So specifically, so. If we can use technology to create that better future, I want to do what I can. So I'll spend probably quite a bit of time on this, these kind of topics and maybe write more book, uh, books on this. I'm, I'm already building out. I've just started a podcast, um, YouTube channels, and that will be just my way of my vehicles to just start communicating. Yeah. But I want to learn more, interact with more people, share more of this, get more like-minded people behind this, kind of create a movement around yeah. this um so so that's the big picture i think uh, that that's great that motivates me um and in the meantime i'm learning so much by building uh, businesses where a lot of the components that i'm talking about here are being implemented and uh and, mm-hmm. and a lot of these opportunities that i'm busy with these could be billion dollar business 
um, if, if it's just successful in terms of the national rollout. Um, so it, it's pretty exciting. Um, yeah, <laughs> so keep on building, keep on exploring, yeah, keep on learning, keep on sharing, and making my little contribution to the yeah. world to help shape that better future. <laughs> Very cool. No, it's it's exciting stuff. It's 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 it's. I mean, it's fascinating to be honest, and I think it's. So I, I feel I feel a little more optimistic now. So I I'm gonna I'm gonna check the box of utopia, not dystopia. Uh, I think it's possible. <laughs> I talk about in chapter ten about beneficial peritopia. They talk about a protopia, where it's just one every day a little bit better, mm. and and a peritopia is where you share. Where you're never gonna get probably a. Uh, equal world where everything is everybody's getting the same it was kind of a socialist world because there's always people smarter working harder doing a bit more and they need to be rewarded um right. and so, so we need, to, yeah, like, exactly. we need right. to calibrate just capitalism we need to use some of the, the the things that's working just calibrate that and then create that better future yeah um yeah. and so i'm 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 also, I'm glad you feel a bit more optimistic. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's well, so, folks like you and others that are trying to do, you know, yeah. realize as bad actors, but, 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 yeah. but try to, you know, but you know, it's like, it's like anything else, you know, it, it will close with sort of this. Like I, I, if you go back to, you know, uh, it's 50 years and you told my parents or grandparents, hey, someday this cash stuff is not really what you're going to use. It's all <laughs> going to be on some computer in some quote unquote cloud thing. Right, yeah. which is really just other people's computers somewhere, and your yeah. money's not going to be anything real, just some number, which is really a series of bits on some computer somewhere. Exactly. They'd say, "I would never do that." They're just going to steal all my money. No way! It's so insecure. Yeah. And guess what? <laughs> Online banking and digital currency is actually sort of working, right? 100%. <laughs> yeah, 100%. things get hacked and people steal, yeah. but for the yeah. most part, I don't. I can't remember exactly. last time I said, "How much is that?" And I had to reach into my pocket and <laughs> you know, one, two, wait, and then give them the little circle things we used to call coins. Like it seems so antiquated at this point um yeah. but anyway um well Jacques, thank you so much this was awesome i appreciate your time i know you're uh well it goes without saying how busy you are so i do appreciate your uh the 65 minutes you gave me here but um excellent thank you so much thanks Vinny. appreciate it and it was lovely talking to you yeah and, i really enjoyed uh, best it best wishes for the festive season and, and happy new year and hope 2022 is going to be great for you yeah i, I appreciate that i appreciate that <laughs> 